We continue in chapter 3. All this that we've been talking about fasting applies to the strong and robust whose physical health would not be harmed at all by repeated fasts as in the generations of old. But somebody who's affected by many fasts, which is pretty much everyone I know, and might thereby suffer illness or pain, God forbid, as in generations like this. And remember, this is the Tanya written 220 years ago. For people like this, how much more so for our generation? It is forbidden to undertake numerous fasts, even for sins punishable by excision or execution, certainly not for violation of positive and prohibitive commands that do not involve karet being cut off. Instead, the measure of fasting is the personal estimate for a person that will not harm him. Because even in the early days, in the days of the Tanaim and Amorim from the Talmud and the Mishnah, only the robust who could mortify themselves fasted so frequently. But whoever could not is actually called a sinner in the Talmud. This applies even for somebody who fasts for specifically known sins. And it is written in the Talmud as well that there is no one of Israel who is not guilty of a positive commandment. Thus, though there are always sins for one which one should always fast, one should only do so if this will not impair their health. Otherwise, it's considered a sinner. In the words of the teacher of the Balatanya, the holy Magid of Mezrich, Rabbi Dovber, who said that a small hole in your body is a big hole in your soul. In other words, if you're not physically healthy, you're not on top of your game. You won't be able to be spiritually well. And we all know that when we're not feeling well, it's much harder to learn. It's much harder to focus. The weakness resulting from the fast prevents a person from studying Torah properly. So what should a person do? Redeem their sins through charity, as it says in Daniel. So for each fast day that you would have fasted, give the equivalent amount of money for the food that would cost on that day. So if you spend, I don't know, 100 rand a day on food, 200 rand a day of food, spend that. Like the, the Talmud, uh, like the Halacha tells us, and the wealthy should give more. Now, what's the message over here? The message is that, yes, when it comes to basic charity, we're supposed to give 10%. Those who are more generous give up to 20%. But that's standard. But then there's tzedakah that you give just to, to clean your soul. And that, there's no limit. Because that you're giving to, to, to repair your relationship to Hashem, just like a fast that upgrades the relationship to the way it was. And if we cherish our relationship with Hashem so much, then... You're not supposed to be nitty-picky with how much you give on charity. Give. You made a mistake yesterday. You didn't live up to your standards. You want to redeem yourself. Make a thousand rand donation. Give tzedakah. Make an impact. Stretch yourself. Because in many ways, giving charity does the same accomplishment as fasting. It digs in. Letting go of money for some people is even harder than letting go of food especially if you're a person that's a bit tight with your cash. Not tight financially, but tight in the headspace. And when you force yourself, when you sacrifice and you give charity, when you give tzedakah with an open hand, that's the ultimate stretch.